screw them. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to Schultz. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Welcome back to the Entertainment Apex, covering the 2004 Disney movie Miracle throughout the Olympic Games. Um, I'm here with someone who I knew who came on Money Duck Podcast, but I also have someone brand new to working with me. So both from Random Chatter, we have Tim and we have Blue. Guys, welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah, this is fine. I, I've actually been wanting to work with Lou for a while, so I'm glad we actually got to hook up and do this show. So this is really cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. Glad to be here. Yeah, so this is exciting. So I will ask you guys a question that I'm asking everybody. History with this movie and history with this team, if you're old enough to know the actual team. So I'll start with Tim. You go first. Uh, well, history with the movie, I, I've seen the movie a bunch of times, uh, although it's been a few years. So, you know, Blake, I appreciate you having me on because it gave me an opportunity to, uh, to to watch the movie again. Remembered how much I love the movie. And I, I, I love underdog movies. You know, give, give me a Rocky movie, something like that. Just like this, like the third act of this movie. I'm like, I'm emotional. You know, I'm really emotional. I'm like vested in it. And, uh, you know, just a really exciting moment and, and, and even more so because it was real because it actually happened. Um, I live about three hours away from Lake Placid and uh, I go there often um, ever since I was a teenager. I'm, I'm, I try to get up there every, you know, like sometimes even once or twice a year. And um, I've been to the 1980 arena. I've watched tournament games there. Um, I've done their, you know, uh, miracle tour. I've done all that stuff. I've, I've spent a lot of time up there and, uh, and it's, 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 it's cool. It's, you know, just really awesome to see, um, both in person and then to see the movie and, and, and to just kind of see it all happen. So, you know, I, I was, and, and, and as far as, uh, my relationship more specifically with the team, I was only a few years old, uh, when this happened. So I have, you know, zero recollection of it. Uh, so that's that's where I am. Yeah, well, uh, you're 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 older than me because I wasn't even born yet when this happened. So <laughs> uh, you guys are just, just babies. Oh, <laughs> podcasting with Blue, children here same tonight. <laughs> to you. Uh, I can easily just say, you know, ditto what Tim said, but yeah, the um, you know the movie is, is special. Um, you know, I, I always enjoyed watching. I haven't seen it in a number of years. Watching it again for this was like. Oh yeah, this this had the you know get you in the feels. You know, this is a good movie to watch and get you built up for, you know, ages hockey in general, but you know for for national spirit and in you know going through that. So when this when this happened, I was what I was twelve. Um, you know, so it was national spirit. It was you know it was 
you know, a U.S. Olympics on U.S. soil and then having this happen when, you know, back then, you know, we all knew the Russians were a professional team at heart because they were mm -hmm. paid to be, you know, state sponsored team and so forth. And, you know, we had no chance of winning. This is back before we had, you know, the dream team in the, in the, uh, you know, for the base of, sorry, for, for basketball and you know, <coughs> putting NHL players on the ice for the Olympics was, was a thing. So uh, having this happen and having it happen in the fashion it did on home ice in front of, you know, our own fans was just amazing. And I, you know, I remember that vividly as a kid um, and everybody remembers, this is the big game, but this wasn't the gold medal game. This was just to get to the game, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's very true. By the way, Lou, I will make you feel better. You, you are not the oldest guest I've had on this evening. So make you feel better. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> thanks. So, thanks. I, I no, no, okay. had someone I knew was older than everybody on the first episode because of the whole like going through the 70s history lesson. And oh, sure, sure. The entire season. That's right. So, uh, you know, I, I don't mind being the old man of the podcast. Eric makes you feel old every time I podcast with him. So you know, I'm used to it. Yeah. And my, regular, okay my regular. My regular co-host is in his 60s, so don't feel bad. Like okay, cool. So, <laughs> so never feel bad about age around here, ever. <laughs> it's, it, it's experience, <laughs> I'll say, yes. By the time this podcast airs, I'll be two months over being 40. So let's just there you go. Hey. say that. So. Yeah. Welcome to the next decade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into the movie. We start off with some of the best mind games you could possibly ask for from a coach. <laughs> because literally, in the timeline of this movie, I've been following all the timeline, because there is a pre-Olympic tour schedule up online, which I've been following along with. So we are in, we are literally about less than a month away from the Olympic Games when this actually happens. Mm -hmm. And um, we, are, we are bringing in players from, we have not seen since in the actual timeline from like August. We have not seen the A players since August. We only see one player, but in reality, he brought in like five or six hundred players mm. to mess with them a little bit, to get in their heads, sure. to push them a little more. So this legit happened. I thought this was actually really cool, like a little, you test the chemistry. You test it a little bit. You see how it works. You see how good of a team they truly are. It was like the last <clears> big <throat> test that he put them through before finishing the roster. So I like that idea. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I like that idea. I, I mean, it's it, it's definitely pretty hardcore. Um, you know, almost kind of like I won't say soul crushing uh, to the team, demoralizing, I guess, to, to to an extent, because they really were just kind of at this point just starting to gel as as a team pretty well, and then you know, bringing in, they showed on the movie, one new player, uh, you know, like you, you said, there was a handful of players brought in. And, um, man, you know, it, 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 it does kind of, I think, make them pull together a little bit more. You actually kind of feel bad for the kids that he brought in because I, I at least I don't think his intent was to ever put them on the team, even though they were good players. Um but uh, you know, basically, they were they were bait. They they they, they, were, they were being oh, like used pawns. as yeah. They were pawns yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, he, he knew what he was doing. I mean, this was you know all spelled out in his mind to get these guys to gel and become a team, and 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 that's mm -hmm. that's what you need. You need that you know to to become a team like this, especially these young kids who are <clears> college <throat> age, and you know these were amateurs. 
to get that feeling that cohesiveness, you need them to work together for months on end and really become a family. Like they said, they said, no coach, we're a family, you know, and, and that's, that's what I think he was looking for at the end. And that spelled it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's true. And, and I think it's one of those things also where I like the fact <coughs> that now this is the first time we actually talk about the fact that um, Herb was cut from the 60 team. We mentioned it earlier in the movie, but it's the first time we actually talk about it. It's a lot like, yeah. like I feel like they did this exact beat in like the original Mighty Ducks movie where they got on board with the Hawk. I feel like it's the exact same beat. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> except this legitimately what happened. Like, this is legitimately the real story, but like it's the same beat. <laughs> except they're not freaking out like kids, they're acting like adults. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> but no, I do, I do like the fact that they actually bring it up. There's a reason behind this, and you have reasons to be a little scared because this happened to him, and he doesn't, he, he will just do what he has to do to win. He will do it. He doesn't want to, but he will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, you know, even as the movie progresses, he has um, a, a lot of consideration toward cutting some of these kids. I mean, he really, he knows they're great players. He acknowledges that they're great players. He's seen growth in them over this period of time that he's with them. And, and it's hard. It's, it, it's hard because, I mean, just as the kids say, hey, we're family. And, 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 and he's bought into that, you know, he really is. He's, he's, he's using nicknames for him and, and, and that kind of stuff. I mean, he knows, you know, just like any good coach, he knows their strengths. He knows their weaknesses. He, he knows when to put them on the ice. He knows what's going to encourage them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and there's times where he intentionally wants to piss them off, you know, because he knows that's what's going to motivate him. It, and, you know, in different coaches, there are different ways of motivating players, you know, in any sport, but you know, it, it's getting to their, to their heart and their emotional attachment to this is what really drives it home. I mean, I had a coach one time say to us after we lost a, a championship and he's like, you know, you know, it feels pretty bad, doesn't it? And we're like, yeah, he's like, remember this feeling for next year. You know, he's like, keep this in your heart. Remember this. Yeah. And, you know, he's twisted the, the knife story. a little bit, but it was like, yeah, okay. Let <laughs> me think of a story. Um, the 2003 Mighty Ducks they face the devils and the coach actually made the player stay on the ice, obviously for the cup ceremony, but they said, watch your celebration, watch mm-hmm. your celebration mm-hmm. and think about what you want to do. Yeah. Think about what they want to do. And three years later, they won the cup. Yeah. So and two yep. seasons, because there was a lockout season in between there, but three years later, they won the Stanley cup. Yeah. So like, it's like, yeah, it's sometimes you need that motivation. You need that there. So um, we move on, though, before we get back to the team, we have a little bit of real life, real world stuff happening mm. with the with the so with, we, we ended up pulling out of the Soviet summer games. The USA moved and pulled out, and that meant the possibility of the Soviets not coming to America for the winter games. Mm-hmm. And this is a very big deal. Like, it's a very, very big deal that you don't think about now. Like, it's not something you actually would happen now. I don't think this kind of thing would happen now. For a country to just boycott the Olympics like this, but this is a different time. It's the Cold War, a completely different time period. Lou, I'll throw it to you because you said you you grew up in this area. So tell us about yeah. this time because this is definitely an interesting situation. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, this was back in the time when you know the Russians were the enemy. I mean, that, they, they were the big yeah. bad guy in, in on the block. And you know, I think as a people, we were scared of them. We didn't know what they were capable of. We thought we knew a lot more than we we really did, but. 
Yeah, and that was when when Russia was, you know, the USSR. Uh, that was that was the you know the the giant player in the field. Now it's a bunch of small players, which are sometimes still as dangerous. But um, you know, at the time, you know, it, we were scared of that. I mean, it was, it was scared of nuclear war. It was scared of what could happen. And I mean, it wasn't you know like it was during you know Kennedy with the Bay of Pigs and so forth. But um, it, this was a scary time. And when when we pulled out of the Olympics, you know, it, it did hurt a lot of are athletes that wanted to go. I mean, you train for four years or longer to be in that position just to make the team and go, and now you can't go. Mm-hmm. And, and likewise, to have this happen when the kids were like, you know, w- w- even if we win now, w- what does it matter if the, the best team on the ice isn't going to be there or one of the best teams isn't going to be there? Then, you know, you're, it's a hollow victory. So so they really, I think, I don't think it was played as much in the movie as they probably could have or should have. True. It's a very good point. Um, we do have the continuing Saga between um, her and his wife, which I love these scenes because if there's going to be some kind of real life stuff, I love their conversations because they are so real world. Because you you would have the conversation with your wife for real, like this is totally a marriage right here in a movie. Like hitting a Disney movie about hockey is a, a legit marriage argument. Like, <laughs> well, and and so much of it is, and and this is really kind of the the B storyline to to the movie. And it's, it, you know, you have these interesting things, because you've got the team as your A storyline, you've got this as your B storyline, and then you have this undertone of, of, of what we were just talking about, this whole Cold War mm-hmm. thing, and the pressures that that's putting on everything. And then this scene right here really kind of amplifies that. And, you know, you get things like this, I, I, I think oftentimes that happen with, uh, you know, any couple, when one of them is consumed by anything. It could be work, it could be uh, something personal. It could be podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you know, it, it, anything like that, and you know, people are are sidetracked with this stuff. They're mentally focused on it. They say the wrong thing, like like Herb did. Um, and and I'll tell you, the um, the the actress here uh, that played Patty, uh, Patricia Clarkson, uh, the look in her eye. Mm. I mean, the, the director had, like told her, like, I need you to be more angry than you have ever been in your life and not say a damn thing. And so like the glare that she gave him when he, you know, when he misspoke. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that. Like you said, that's that's real stuff. You know, that's that's real stuff. Yeah. The fact that he goes, she's trying to make him feel better, saying you'll still have everything you want here. And he don't tell me what I have. That's the lie. That's the line mm-hmm. where she turned her face on. But I love the fact, my favorite thing, and they brought up in the commentary trash of this movie, where she says, one of my favorite lines probably in this entire movie, where she says, you spend so much time teaching a simple game. Mm. Yeah. Which, I love that line <laughs> so much. Because it's, it's really funny. Because I, it's, you don't think about hockey being called that, especially when somebody that doesn't play, another coach is just watching it. And then she says yeah. that line, it's like, yeah, wow. I never thought about it from that perspective. And they, they love that line of the commentary track, too. Because it's like, she called it, the Patty called it a simple game. Well, you know, there's five players plus a goaltender on each side. You have little rubber thing and you get it in the other team's net. It, that's pretty freaking simple. Put it that way, you know? <laughs> <laughs> And, and and you do it with sticks while you're skating. 
and try not to hurt yourself. Well, yeah, yeah. Just try not to hurt yourself more than the other person. That's exactly. All. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, well, there, she, there is that yeah. one quote about hockey, not in this movie, but the one quote about hockey about you know, the player was asked if hockey's hard, and he describes the fact that you're you know skating on on ice with you know sharp razor blades and carrying sticks and doing all this, and he said, "No, I don't think it's hard at all." <laughs> 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 oh man, that's great! But then the the the, the mic drop moment. They didn't even that line. We know I love that line. Is the don't ever criticize me about caring for caring about you. Mm. Oh, yep. ooh, ooh, that, yeah, that, that, that hits, that hits hard, and then she walks away. It's like, oh, you're yeah. sleeping on the couch tonight. Yeah, that, and, 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 yeah, and the thing is that again, that's a line that could happen in any relationship. You know, <laughs> mic drop moment. It's, it's now called a mic drop moment. Then it would yeah. just say. Wife making a point, but yeah, that's exactly like you. This now would be like you have the mic drop meme if we're down there for this moment. Exactly, <laughs> it's a great moment. You know, it's a great thing to say. Um, we come back to practice. It's really just more practice stuff we've been talking about throughout the entire movie. Um, I do like the practicing. I'm not gonna lie, because they are really intense and they're really fun to watch. But really, it's more of the same at this point because we've been watching it for so long. We've been doing sure. it for so long at this point. But I do like the fact that he keeps picking on a Ruzioni. <laughs> Most of the critiques are going on Ruzioni. But the one, he's the guy that got the whole, then they stopped doing the suicide back in a couple of, yeah. like, a, like an hour ago over in the, um, I can't remember, the um, Norway game. Like, he yeah. yeah. wanted to stop mm-hmm. it, but he's still giving a shit because he can. <laughs> Oh man. Um, so real fast timeline for people listening. The game we are in now, we are at the this is the Team USA versus the IHL All-Stars in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And this actually is January 21st, 1980. That's where we are on the timelines. We are very, very close to the Olympics at okay. this point. So very close. Very, very close. I know the fact that there I do um I will once again shout out history.vintage.hockey.com. That is giving me the pre-Olympic tour schedule for this entire show. That might be the last cool. time I reference it. So they, they've been helping me out, literally be able to find where we are in the timeline for every single one of these games throughout the movie. So, <laughs> so that's where we are here. Um, and this is lead to, I do know by, by the way, so the, the one point where the goaltender, backup goaltender is standing, the reason that's happening is because they're out of room on the bench because her keeps bringing in players. They're out of room. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a shout out to what happened in the real world where there has so many extra players, they couldn't even have their back and folder on the bench because they ran out of room. Mm, that's crazy. <laughs> so that's a kind of a shout to the real world right there. What mm-hmm. was really happening. But I do like that little fact. It's just a funny visual. What, why is the backup goaltender just standing there? <laughs> hey, the most useless player on a hockey team is the backup goalie until you need them. Yeah. And then if you don't have them, then you and then if you don't have them due to injury, then for some reason the Zamboni driver is your goaltender. Go back and yeah. try that story. <laughs> or, 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 or the number of times that pro teams have called local colleges and said, hey, can, yeah. can we have your goalie? Like, yes. He actually yeah. just has to be on the bench. We don't have to play him. And then like, you know, five minutes into the third period. Uh oh, that dude pulled a hammy. Let's put in the backup goaltender. Oh, yeah. you're in trouble. Yeah, that happened last year. It was the Rangers pulled some guy up that was like, yeah. he hadn't played in like 15 years and he's sitting up in, in the box. And oh, get a play. Was it? I forgot what year, I forgot what team it was. I was St. Louis two years ago. You're the one the cup. You're the one the cup. 
they had that one game where they had their Zamboni driver be their backup goaltender. Then injury happened. <laughs> they ended up playing, ended up getting a win. That's <laughs> crazy. That's crazy. That's wild. It was St. Louis. It was the other one of the Stanley Cup. It was that year. It was that season. Because it was wow. part of the story. It was that game yep, happened yep. in that season. That's <laughs> I love it. So weird stuff does happen at the hockey time. Some things really do happen. Weird stuff. Um, by the way, some Tim Harper, Tim Harper, the guy we're talking about here, he did end up scoring. He played in four games with the team before they cut him officially, and he did get a goal and three assists before cutting him. So that's a point of game before releasing yeah. him. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's cool. That's yeah. just randomly to have. Yeah, I mean, it's you know to 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 do that in that number of games. I mean, that's a pretty decent player. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then to get cut. Yeah. Yeah. And for Brooks to cut him, I mean, that's uh, that, that takes a lot of cojones. That's, <laughs> that, that's a lot of faith in the people that you first picked a lot. Exactly. Um, by the way, this game ended in a four, four tie in the real world. And they only had three ties in the entire Olympic run, pre-Olympic run. This is one of the only ties they had. Right. And mm. one of in three ties, this one, they had one other one, and the only other tie they had was the game where they had all the sprints. So, oh, three ties okay. in the entire pre-Olympic run before the Olympics. So, that's pretty mm. crazy how that happened. It's a really <clears throat> strange how that schedule worked out that way. But this game ended in a tie. Um, so, then we have the outside. I do always love when they show plates because I love the fact it's detailed in old school Minnesota plates. Like you don't have to put that yeah. there. You get it for detail. Sure. <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. I'm always, because then you can look it up like, oh, wow, that really is a plate from the, from the 70s, 80s. So there you go. It works really cool. I noticed that another, that was a big deal on Agent the Shield when they did like the dirty, when I mean, they did all those time travel stuff. And they were like, we have oh, yeah, to have yeah. the yeah. stuff. We have to have the vintage. Yeah, you no got to get that right. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So I was a big stick. That's why I love that season so much. I'm a stickler for that kind of stuff. I love that stuff. So, hey, it's good attention to detail. And so long as they didn't have a Starbucks cup sitting uh, on the set somewhere, <laughs> they were good. Isn't that a Game of Thrones? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's where it most notoriously happened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oops. I, don't, I, I didn't watch Game of Thrones, but I never hear you about that. So then we have this. Then we are right outside the bus. The, the players asked for her to come out. And I got to say, if this speech, this speech actually did happen, they did actually have this meeting. Legitimately have it. I read it in a couple of books. I, I believe it. Of, I listened to a bunch of audio books during the pandemic about this, about this team. And this meeting did happen. And they were terrified for their lives doing mm. this meeting. And I, I think her just respected them for doing this. Yeah, like it's full respect. Like we want. Well, and, and, and uh, like I said a few minutes ago, I mean, there was the line that we're family, and 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 this is the scene where they use that line, and it and is. that really that showed that unity um, for them, and 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 I think that you know while they were afraid of what Brooks was going to do they knew that they needed to do this, that they needed to make a stand and say, Hey, this is BS. You're just bringing people in who really aren't even part of the team. Um, They're not part of this family. And, and, you know, it's the family that's, you know, we're going to live together. We're going to die together. And if you're just going to bring some other people in that we don't even like jive with, then we're, we're probably going to die and it ain't going to be together. Very, very true. That's a good way of looking at it, actually. Mm-hmm. So we do have this, and he may, I love the fact that he respects them now. Full respect. And then we have, but I mean, we do have this whole speech, and then we move on. And I do like the fact that he asked, is this the family you want to take to Lake Placid with? 
Right. That's an important and the, line. And they're all like, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he says that back <clears throat> to them is really important because it's one thing for them to say it, but for him to say it back, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, cool. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you can see their looks on their faces, like terrified that they did this right. But they acting mm-hmm. on this was fantastic because they look scared. Like they look so scared. Yeah. They have this meeting. Um, and I do like the fact that um, the next line is, looks like you got your team almost. Yeah, almost. Right. Almost half my team. So that is that, that's nice. Then we have now here's the problem with the timeline of this movie. That game happened in January, but then we're cutting to Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense in the timeline of this movie, in the actual movie itself. But we're gonna jump to Christmas now. So we're going back. You know, the game happened. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense. Like they're so good about stuff in this movie. But then you have this moment. This is like the only moment in the whole movie that really happened, but we're jumping around in the timeline for no reason whatsoever. Right, right. <laughs> but anyway, we have this awesome Christmas party, which I love this Christmas party. It's so what hockey players would do when they're trying to buy. Oh, totally. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I love this party. <laughs> You're goofing around. They're having a good time. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, this is basically a college team. You know, I mean, I mean, they're going to the Olympics, but these are college-age kids that are college are. players. Mm-hmm getting ready to go and this is what a college team party would be like yeah exactly. oh absolutely um and by the way on the olympic table they did they were given three days off for christmas they had the 23rd 24th and 25th off darn so they did have time nice they did have, yeah yeah they did have time to do this which was nice and i almost guarantee this is christmas eve because there's no way because they have a game on the 26th on the schedule so if you're doing this i guarantee the christmas eve party so, yeah, which would make sense because I think that's more of the Chris. I always when I was when I was growing up for me when I got old enough to hang out with my friends on Christmas. Christmas Eve was the day I looked and hang out with my friends, and Christmas Day I'd be with my family. So that makes sense to sure. me, like sure. in the how I did things. So, um, I, I like the fact that they gave Craig a new a new whistle, which cracked me up. I remember he was, and I, I love that one. At that yeah, time. yeah, it's a little kid's <laughs> plastic whistle. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Again, again. So this so stupid joke, but it made me laugh. It makes me laugh every single time they say it because so, it pays off the payoff from earlier in the movie. And I, I, it's weird. Is it weird that Herb is here though? Like, is it weird that the fact that he'd been so hard on them for his entire thing, but he's here at their Christmas party? I think that's kind of strange. But he actually is here. Well, it, it, the thing is, what I like about it is that he he did the thing with the team. Spend a little time there, and then he knew when to leave. True. Yeah, and, and, very, and very I, true. you know, you even see that like in like you know in a workplace where you know the the big boss will come in for a little bit, hobnob with people, shake some hands, congratulate everybody, wish them Merry Christmas, whatever, and then you know maybe stay for dinner, and then before the party really gets going and people start to drink, they leave. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, they recognize, right. hey. People need to loosen up. They're probably not going to do it when the boss is here. But then it also, you know, if the boss kind of starts drinking and hobnobbing a little bit too much, he becomes one of one of the people, and then that puts you a little too close. So you, you got to have some separation, and and that was that was a smart move there. Mm-hmm. That's a good point, especially with Herb. His whole thing is not getting too close, and it's the whole point. Yeah. Of them, not the he was him. there to show affection and show that he's one of the team, but. And got a gift. Yep. He's also they got not a very part of the funny team. gag gift. Got a very yeah, funny they gag did. Gift. Yeah, they got him a whip. That was that was great. That's full whip. And, and I love after they give him that, he stands up and you know, knowing what comes later in the movie, I love the fact he says, 
you know, I'm not very good at giving speeches. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then later we're going to have the most, one of the most epic speeches in a hockey movie, period. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But no, I do like that too. It's like, I, I, I'm not going to start now. I'm not going to start doing it now. But there you go. Uh, and now we're back to. Okay, so I love this whole turning the dial on a radio because this is not a something to do anymore. Yeah. Like, I I know. Up the I'm, sure, I'm sure kids watching it today are going, what is he doing? What, what, what is, is that? that? What is that thing he, in his dash? Yeah. You just hit the seek button. That's all. And, it, and it's on your and it's on your steering wheel. You, you, no, you the just, is everything you programmed just, in. Everything's yeah. Or now. you just say, you know, hey, hey, uh, hey, S lady, play, play this for me. You know, and yeah. You, your phone just plays a song for it. Yeah. Yeah, I know I work in my car all the time. I drive all the time of my work and I just plug in my Sirius X now and listen to the music that way. Right. <laughs> I don't yeah. work on the radio anymore. But no, I do like this. So it's old, so old school to see this old school dial. But then he's turning it in and he turns into hearing President Carter's speech. Mm. And it's a really good speech. Like I before the movie, I never heard this speech because this is not something you bring up in school. So I have never Right. Hear this speech before, so this is a really good speech, like a really straight up awesome speech to air in this movie at this point, going into 1980, especially after everything we know. The movie we're talking about the 70s, yeah. And, and you know, and, and not to get political, but I mean, it, it's interesting it. to hear presidents, whether you like them or not, from the past speak that sound so much more presidential than what some of the stuff we've had it in really the last does. few years here. It's like, wow, you know, I mean, yeah. but. And and it almost seems that to an extent, except for like certain things, we actually don't have as many presidential speeches. It's usually like they're sound bites from a press conference and that's it. Like there's no like, you know, leading the charge, whether it's literally or proverbially kind of thing. I can't remember yeah, the last time we had a that. speech like that. I think like I think Barack was very good at that. Like President yeah. Obama was really good at that. Was, kind of was, the last time we had a president yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Like. Like mm-hmm. we didn't, have, we haven't had that since I think President Obama. I think that's the last one we really had to do the sit down, actually talk to America, do a speech yep. talking to America. But like, yep. we just don't do that right now. So, and they really want to yeah. hear it from the last guy. But 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 you know, even then, even when Barack, and Barack was a great speaker, and so was so was Clinton and so forth. But you didn't and hear these too, epic yeah. speeches that were kind of like yay rah rah country, not just my side or your side or you know this, exactly. this was, yeah. this was country you know the closest yeah. I it's, can it, think it's of. about the u.s it's not about me or you or a political party or exactly. or, or exactly. even an agenda um the it's simply about us is um george bush during 9 11 and who's going to come to mind because i just recently watched come from away and that speech is in there so like that's the last time we really had a speaker it was this is about our country. It's not about the world. It's not about making everyone else happy. It's about USA and dealing with stuff going on here. <laughs> yeah. So that might be the last time I could think of something like that, you know, and the president's I know, you know? And so I do like the fact that they have the speech and we cut to them playing football outside of the snow, which I love this whole thing. It's such a great moment. <laughs> hockey team play football out of the snow. As an as an athlete in college and high school that got yelled at by his coach for doing something stupid when he wasn't training for the for the team he was playing for, 
and getting hurt and couldn't couldn't run. You know, I'm thinking to myself, if these guys get hurt, what is the coach going to say to them? What we I was playing football after we were drinking some beer, and you know, it's like, well, for the British, Craig and the Doc still there? Are Craig, are Craig and Doc still there? Is the doc yeah, still maybe. There? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, well, wasn't that the, that was the Doc's house, wasn't it? I don't know. I maybe maybe they, they didn't I, explain I, that, so I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of got the indication there was something in that scene that I remember that kind of had me like, Oh, this is the doctor's house. Like that's even more weird. Um, (laughs) But maybe he just simply lived close to where, you know, they were at the time. Well, the doctor had the the better drugs. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I did that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. So we do, we, this whole speech goes on and I, we have this whole football scene, which I love, but then we get home and this is where we go with Herb and his family, mm. where he was not home in time to put the star on the tree with the family. And I, it's like, we're have a heartbreaking moment. It's kind of like, mm. oh, he wasn't home in time for this. He didn't make it home in time for this moment with his family. But I like the fact they left a note for him and left the star for him to put up. Like, it's a cool little thing to do. So Yeah, that was nice. Yep. So, and it kind of almost culminates the whole storyline with his family that we're going to hear more about later in the movie, but we're not to this extent. Like, right. We're almost done with the B storyline of this movie because yeah. we got to get into more hockey because we're going to the Olympics soon. We're yeah. going to the Olympics soon. But not yet. Not yet. Not for another, another for a little while longer. We're getting there. We're close. All right. So that is where we end our minutes. And that so, is where we end things here. So, yeah. Yes. Now, now, before we end totally, I have to redeem myself and read the full quote that I have from before so you don't get a lot of angry fans calling and saying, Lou doesn't know it. You know, so, so let me read the whole quote. There's a quote from Brendan Shanahan about is ice hockey hard? And he was asked by, he was asked by a reporter, is ice hockey, is hockey hard? He goes, I don't know. You tell me. We need to have the strength of a football player, the stamina of a marathon runner, and the concentration of a brain surgeon. But we need to put this all together while we're moving at high speeds on a cold, slippery surface while five of the guys with clubs are trying to kill us. and then he goes oh yeah that i mentioned that the whole time we're doing this we're standing on blades an eighth of an inch thick is this hockey hard i don't know you tell me next question (laughs) (laughs) that that, that was i I love that quote i I never get it right but i love that quote and it's like yeah that's so brother shanahan too that's very yeah it is it is (laughs) yeah that's fantastic that is great i i I, I, I know i've heard that before it's been a long time since i've heard that (laughs) oh man that is really awesome so, all right. Well, that is where we end things. Before I get to plugs, I want to say um, next episode will be tomorrow on Friday. Um, it is, and when this episode is my wedding anniversary. So there you go. When this episode airs. Oh, happy so, anniversary. Right, tomorrow. And um, Adam Sheehan from TMNT Minute and James Anderson are coming on the show tomorrow. And we're going to have a lot of fun getting into the, the Team USA Soviet game at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> that we're going to get into tomorrow. Oh, it's going to be a fun one. So let's do plugs. And really, for you guys, it's easy. So you guys figure out how you want to do this. <clears throat> plugs, go for it, guys. <laughs> hey, so you can find both of us on uh, Random Chatter and uh, several shows in the network. We do uh, everything from Star Wars to Marvel to just regular movie stuff. Um, so you can find me on Random Chatter, Movie Chatter, and Force Chatter. Um, Tim, where can they find you on our shows? Uh, well, I am on Random Chatter and Force Chatter with Lou, um, and uh, I'm also on Guardians of the MCU. Well, very, very cool. Um, you can also obviously hear me on the Blake Astro every single Friday, theblakeastro.com, and on all podcasting platforms. 
Um, we don't miss a week, even if I throw an archive show up, we still don't miss a week. So I like the fact that we do that. Uh, we're going on almost nine years as a show coming up in about a month when this episode airs. So there you go. We're getting close to our nine-year anniversary on that show. Awesome. So, so thank you, gentlemen, for coming on. Thanks for having us. Fun. Been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we will definitely have to do this again in the future. And for all listening, I will see you tomorrow as we get into the Madison Square Garden. So Ben, thank you for listening and have a good day, everybody. Dream on, dream on, dream on, dream on. Sing for the year, sing for the left and sing for the team.